Hello, this is Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations, Episode 3. On today's episode, we discuss Etch-A-Sketch Proofs, a new common era. Math Duels, Tasty Tori, Kirk vs. Picard, and a big false climax. Here it goes. Hello and welcome to Combinations and Permutations, the math podcast that comes to you from the mailroom of CDC Building 7 at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. This week, I have two returning guests and one new guest. We'll start by introducing the new guest, James Lee, also known as the Meteorologist. Hi. Um, I just want to say I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm lucky to get this invite. Um, there's so many qualified people in this department. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell by the laughter. <laughs> okay, and then... I'm a little overboard here. But... Uh, joining us again after taking a week off to go talk to people who actually know something about math, we have Nathan Rowe. Hey guys, good to be back. And of course, the undergraduate, Christopher Bates. No Jar Jar Binks comments this week. Thank you. Thank you, dear Lord. So instead of introducing the topic up right away, I'm going to introduce the topic in the way of a joke that me and my office mate came up with yesterday. So this, and and through this, you're supposed to be able to guess what our topic is going to be. So this guy really, really loves this girl and he decides that he wants to get married. So he goes Bad up, idea. he goes out and gets the girl a ring but happens to lose the ring in a field and the consequences are manifold. I don't get it. Oh, oh, a ring. ring. (laughs) Yeah, ring field. Uh, We're going to talk about algebra. (laughs) He lost his ring in a field and the consequence was a manifold. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm not funny. I'm well aware of this. Just, but... just, sorry, I was I was picturing a ring in a field, not, not <laughs> a... I was picturing the same thing. <laughs> Weird. I, I think I think Anthony and I are the only two people who understand it, and that's because we happen to write the joke ourselves. Uh, okay, uh... so uh, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about algebra this week. So from the Wikipedia, as we usually start off with. Algebra is a branch of mathematics concerning the study of structure and quantity. Together with geometry, analysis, combinatorics, and number theory, algebra is one of the main branches of mathematics. Um, It turns out, even though we talked about it a little bit last week, that about Euclid and Pythagoras, about how they were very much in the pop culture of the Greek world and that they essentially, you know, were you know, either main people in the academic world, which in Greece was huge, or Pythagoras actually had his own religion. Turns out that even though we mentioned that, you know, geometry was a thing, algebra possibly came before geometry did. It was uh, originated by the Babylonians. It can go all the way back there. And the term algebra itself is an Arabic word, uh, algebra, A-L hyphen J-A-B-R. So what do you guys think of when you, you know, hear the term algebra? Groups groups so you have a very high level idea of what algebra <laughs> that's probably is. low level uh well it's it's high level compared to what i imagine if we asked you know just somebody that we saw walking around or any of our students what algebra yeah. is they, I mean, they would, generally they would think recite of, the quadratic, quadratic equation yeah, yeah. yeah. yay quadratic <laughs> equations <laughs> it turns out that people like back in bce before common era were actually like started solving uh, quadratic functions, the actual uh, non-specific quadratic functions, the general quadratic function was actually something that they studied and figured out how to solve way back when. Well, I I, I did um, like I found a way to to pretty simply like constructively prove the uh, the uh, quadratic formula, like. When I when I asked how do you prove the quadratic formula in tenth grade or whatever, what they did is plug in 
the, the values that you get and prove that it comes out to zero just by doing the, the algebra. And I, but I was like, but where did the formula come from? They didn't get the formula by showing it worked. They got the formula by working up to it. And it turns out you can uh, complete the square and things like, if you, you complete the square, you can work to up to the quadratic formula pretty easily. Oh, okay. There's a, there's a couple of proofs on it. Like I think Garfield had a proof or something. Garfield, the president? The president yeah. Are they claiming the cat? The cat, <laughs> you know, a lot of lasagna. R, R, R. Quadratic formula. No, using like squares and triangles and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, so I have seen There's those. a couple of proofs on that. Oh, like like geometric proofs yeah, instead geometric of. Proof. Oh, I was thinking algebraic proof. Yeah, I was just like proof symbols. by etch a sketch. You know, <laughs> dude, if you could do a geometric proof by etch a sketch, I will give you a hundred dollars. I'm putting, right I'm, I'm right on the table. Any geometric proof? No, it has to be something involving at least five separate shapes of some sort on an etch a sketch. And I... everything has to be perfectly perpendicular if you're drawing perpendicular lines. Perfect circles. I expect this thing to be beautiful. Okay. But I will well, put it perfect, flat I mean, out. You perpen can draw perfect circles on an etch a sketch. Perpendiculars you? <laughs> you can do on an etch a sketch. Etch a sketch. Etch a sketch. Yes. But uh, circles, anything yeah. round is uh, is uh, not an easy. I've, I've seen, have you ever seen task. some of those images of what people can draw on the etch a sketch? I once saw Starry Night done on etch a sketch. It was beautiful. There, there are people out there with skills that no one ought to have ever. Um, <laughs> what but... <laughs> other skills are they? Like etch a sketch, Picasso is one. Well, I, I mean, I, I really, I really like, uh, I really like hanging out with artists, and because if you're ever bored, you can just hand them a pen. Um, like, like I was at Terribles last night. Terribles is a casino here in Las Vegas. It was a gas station. It's that too. It's ter Terribles owns like. They've got a lot, but I was at Terribles last night, and I was kind of bored. And the girl sitting across from me is an art, like a something design major or whatever. And she's, uh, she was drunk. Um, and I said, I said, here, ha here's a pen. Um, draw something. And she started drawing Hello Kitty. Uh, and Why I said, Hello Kitty. She was drunk. I she was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough. She started drawing Hello Kitty. But the great thing about Hello Kitty is you can theme Hello Kitty however you want. Very and it true. ended up being zombie, a Hello Kitty, Kitty? Hitler <laughs> zombie doing, the, Kitty doing Hitler? the Heil and it had Hello Kitty with the Hitler stash. Okay, you have and to get me a copy of this so, so I can put it on the well, website. She 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 then went well um I, I think that she I think that she uh, is is uh digitalizing it, scanning it and turning it into vector. So I might be able to uh to to get you. Oh yeah. Was no. her hair shorter than yours? We might be able to even we might be able to even like get that on the website. Um, that's what I want to do. Yeah, I want to embed be, it in, would the, be, in the post. That would be kick ass. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, for everyone who's listening, please check out our website at combinationsandpermutations.blogspot.com. Uh, we go through every week and we take a bunch of the things that we talk about and put up links to them on the website. So it'd be very very nice if you go visit. And if you do visit, please leave us a comment. So back to the idea of algebra. There actually is two different people who are considered the father of algebra. So algebra has two dads. I'm sure that there's some sort of really horrible, horrible joke in there that I'm not going to dignify by saying, just by implying it. Or sitcom. Ooh, the two fathers of algebra starring Belushi. I think Belushi. John Belushi and... Stephen uh, Hawking. No. And Steve <laughs> no, 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 no. No, and, and Mencia. Belushi and Mencia, because I, I really think those two guys need to work a little bit more closely together. No, there was uh, Diophantus from uh, Greek with uh, Arithmetica, I believe. And then there was also, I'm going to murder this name, Mohammed ibn Musa al-Khwarizmi. That, that, that that's right. the father of algebra? Yeah, I've I don't know that I've ever heard this name before. No. I was expecting I was well, you did get a Greek in there, but I was expecting the other to be a father of modern algebra. No, no, like no, no. Galois this, or... He is uh he is actually the person who wrote the book that has algebra in the title in 820 oh. A.C.E. Oh, because like, I mean, what, what the hell does A.C.E. After Common Era? We no longer have. BC and AD, we have BCE and ACE. 
Yeah. Because we can't name our time periods after characters from a book, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, this is uh, the Batman uh, <laughs> era, right? <laughs> after, after the birth of the Batman comic. Yeah. Don't don't make fun of my religious beliefs here. I really do believe that the world changed after the birth of the Batman comic. I'm just uh, okay. All right, you're entitled. You're entitled to your beliefs. Yeah, I I am um, currently in uh, ABM after Batman. After Batman. Well, it, and I have to Batman sense... in year thirty-seven or what? what no, year no, is no, it? no. We're in year zero. They just killed off the Batman. The hell are you talking about? Well, that was before the BCKE, right? Uh, the, the before the Clark Kent era, I guess. Uh, no, no, no. We are after Batman. R.I.P. Oh, he died. I am the, the Batman, Batman died? died. I thought it was Superman died, right? I know Superman died, but Superman died, died but he came back to life because of yeah, yeah, no, some no, bullshit. No, 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 no. no. They just they just killed off Batman. Oh, you're talking about that like comic. They, they, yeah, the yeah. comic, the comic, the comic killed or, Bat- yeah. the DC version of Batman. He is yeah, like, uh, there's a there's a Neil Ga- dead now. There's a Neil Kamen uh, series coming out that's chronicling you know Gotham after Batman. Yeah, and Batman doesn't come back to life somehow. I don't know. They haven't published the books yet. <laughs> very I, don't, wealthy. It's like, I don't know out. that. I don't know that you can declare it. B. Maybe he's cloned. Or, or a yeah. Is it Alfred's gonna you know raise the clone ABM. and you know. But I, I don't think that you can call it ABM until until you're we're really sure. No, no, I can't. Like you it's, can it's retrospectively. AB, no, it's ABM right now, and then it's AABM after <laughs> after Batman when they bring him back, as they're inevitably going to do because yeah, no one stays dead in and, the comic and no book one's world. gonna read the damn comic if Batman doesn't show up eventually. Are you kidding me? These are incredibly popular books right now. It still has Batman in the title. It's still about Gotham. But if there's no Batman, then... But the Batman franchise is so huge right now if you just put the name on it. Okay, so m- the idea of algebra that we use at this point uh, really does... Uh, a lot of the thoughts and everything were in the Diophantus works. But in Algebra uh, by uh, the guy whose name I'm not going to try to butcher again, uh, we he just... really came up with a lot of the more modern... Uh, ideas that we use in the lower level not in abstract but in current algebra it's a you know reduction and balancing so uh, he was the first person really to take a term from one side and move it to the other oh and also you know by balancing equations and cancellation of like terms on opposite sides so i really i mean if for the basic things of algebra the stuff we did in high school in the beginning of our years in college and even in a lot of linear algebra this is where it really started. Man. I mean, so before this guy, if I had if I had twelve dollars and you had six apples and they were each they were each two dollars, I could only buy them all at once. I couldn't give you four dollars now and get two apples because that would be canceling from both sides of the equation. No, 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 no. You can't that's, do that. Before that's an actual algebra. real life idea. We the Babylonians understood how to do that. They had they had essentially developed an algebra that allowed them to realize how to do that in long distance trade because back then there was a lot of long distance trade and they had to be able to figure out how to charge in different ways back then and they did have a style of algebra it's just through in proofs and doing things on paper that they really hadn't thought of the idea of balancing an equation in the same way that we do because whenever like I and mean, we've all taught various well you uh chris has besides tutored the yeah, yeah besides the, the undergraduate besides i mean the undergrad, uh, sure. the, i mean james nathan and i have all taught it some level of algebra and chris has tutored a huge amount of people in algebra and it, it i'm sure for all of us it's very normal to just you know swap things around equal signs it's something that we do very naturally i know i do it constantly and it annoys my classes because i'll just i'll have you know three 3x plus 7 equals y and then the next time i'll write i'll have y equals 3x plus 7 and it will totally boggle their minds because they're like (laughs) well how how could how could you do that i'm like it's an equal sign you can write things on either side and that's one of the basic ideas of algebra is that when two things are equal if either one of them you also have the transitivity of equals which is so important in algebra if one thing equals something that equals something else. The original equals that final thing as well. Right. What What are the rules of an of an equivalence relation? 
symmetry. Symmetry. So it, symmetry is the one where you can oh. switch the y equals three yep. x, three plus x. Yeah, and transitivity. transitivity. Transitivity is yeah the tra and then reflexivity. The reflexivity. Yep. Uh, so yeah, everything's equal to itself. Right, yeah. Right. 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 Um, How come they don't teach that in kindergarten? They probably do. And no, they probably should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, kindergartners might be a bit too young. Oh, I would have been able to handle it in kindergarten. Well, I did learn. I did learn like associativity, commutativity, and and I always thought it was bullshit and stupid, and would immediately forget the words, but still remember the rules because it's like, who cares? But we yeah, we, had, we it, had to know commutativity to get dressed in the morning. You know, I can't put my shoes on and then my socks. The order matters. You so know. we know non-commutativity. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> shoes and go. socks, non-abelian group. Yeah, getting a <laughs> layering clothes is a non-abelian group. So yeah, you, could have the, you could have the group of putting clothes items on. That's, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, You can so, give that example and you tutor your next student. I do. <laughs> I don't give him the demonstration, though. <laughs> Usually involves pants, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you've given that demonstration enough times <laughs> to enough unfortunate individuals. Chris so is now, a very good tutor. Now, now that we've uh, started talking about groups and the idea of commutativity, abelian uh, natures of groups, we really should uh, mention the idea of abstract algebra, which is what we're talking about, which is also referred to as modern algebra. And abstract algebra is uh, it's essentially the study of groups, rings, and fields and the operations between them. And it extends familiar concepts found in arithmetic to more, much more general ideas. You start with sets, you define an operation on that set, which will give you a group if that uh, operation has closure. In other words, if you apply that operation, binary operation, so between two elements of that set, and you get another element of that set, then it's closed. Yay! Don't you have anything interesting <laughs> to say on abstract algebra? I, I closure. Closure is the this you know there's there's rule zero through four they don't even let closure be rule number one because it's because we're mathematicians we line. just count from zero. I'm actually a statistician, oh. not a mathematician. I thought so. you were a meteorologist. And uh, yeah, I'm a meteorologist. Also. I'm a man of many titles, <laughs> so but is mathematician can, is, is not you're, one. You're you're a renaissance math <laughs> renaissance manematician. <laughs> what are the go. chances it's gonna rain tonight? See, I could tell you, but it it already matter. rained today. <laughs> So hundred percent. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's that that is true. We are in the desert and it has already rained a little bit today. Which it's is a good day. which is an odd thing. It was it was uh rain type three hundred thirty seven though. It only appeared to rain if you were standing directly underneath an awning. I don't get it. Well, one, it's an oblique hitchhiker's guide reference, and two, you will only notice puddles of water right now under awnings because it rains so little it only left puddles where it could drip oh. in concentrated amounts. Oh. Do, do we need to be able to write stuff down in order to do algebra? I mean, let's say we didn't write down anything. Let's say we didn't even have the ability to write. Could we still do algebra? Or does it have to does it require the ability to write things down in a certain order? Well, order? I think that, I mean, I can do algebra without writing it down, but I'm picturing it written down in my mind. So, so, but, but, so what you're getting at is a deeper question. Yeah, it can, uh, well, one, it's, since we have grown up and we're so used to writing, is it even possible for us to picture something without somehow having the writing influence well, the way I mean, we do it? Like, we, I, I, when I'm adding two numbers, I picture the numbers and I'm carrying the one in my head and, and shit like that, but. But uh, you can do arithmetic without writing it down. You can use an abacus. And the abacus will do the calculations and that, keep track of things without writing it down. Yeah, that is true. And, but And maybe there's something similar, some similar device like an abacus that could do well, algebra. Well, there had to be if the Babylonians were doing it because their main writing was cuneiform on clay tablets, which they're not going to be, uh, they're not going to be writing down Math, I mean, clay tablets are not a very effective or simple way of writing. And cuneiform was not exactly a very easy thing to write in itself. So they they did have, I believe, the did the Babylonians are the ones that uses, used braids as a counting tool? I think in order to keep I track of total amounts and like shipments, things like that. So they're, And if they had some 
form of algebra that they were able to use in their you know business dealings and shipping dealings there had to have been some way of doing at least elementary algebra without it but i don't know about abstract because it is i mean it's so it's abstract it's abstract algebra it's so abstracted from you know well i have three apples and i'm charging this much for each apple or i have three apples i want to get this much how sh much should i charge in order to get it I mean, that's very easy to ground in the actual world. And I don't know if you can do that with the idea of, uh, you know, a ring, which is, you know, it's a group that has a second operation that's closed on it. Or even more, a field where the second operation has to, uh, what, commute, I believe, for a ring? Well, a field has... It has it. The second operation has to have inverses. And, oh, inverses. Okay. And uh, both operations have to commute. Okay. Well, with the ring, the first operation had to be in the union group. Yeah. Anyway. Distributive property links the two. Right. Yeah. It always needs the distributive property to link them. Yeah. Let's distribute some fun here, people. <laughs> okay. Uh, out, outside of you know the actual ideas of algebra, which are quite interesting, they tend to be things that are actually once you get them it's really fun because you understand and there's so much you can do with them there are uh other interesting things about algebra such as some of the people who've done it specifically galois or as my abstract algebra teacher called him poor galois except in a korean accent which i can't actually pull off myself yeah when you try i'm korean Okay, say say poor Galois, but but a lot more <laughs> Korean. <laughs> you know what? Uh, never mind. <laughs> well, where are you? Where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, my parents are from Korea. Have you been? I've been there twice. Last Wh time was what? What areas have you been? Um, I pretty much the whole country. Okay, I I went to uh, just which, which the whole country, meaning the, just which the northern one or the southern one. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that it matters. We're not, I mean, not allowed into the northern one. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but um, I, I I flew into Seoul and then took a KTX line to Busan and spent oh, yeah. spent some. I mean, time you can ride the, the train everywhere. Right. It only takes like a couple hours to go from the from Seoul to the bottom. Right. So. That that that's about the longest train ride you can do. But I was on I was on the KTX is the faster line, so it was only a couple hours. Yes. Yeah, so trains the uh the first commutative group. Oh, man, seriously, I should really <laughs> stop making puns. You commute in a train oh, as a group of people. Oh, oh, yeah, oh that's, Jesus, uh, people. That's awful. <laughs> I like how we all said, oh, at the same time. I was, I was, in, a, I was in a subway uh, over New Year's uh, in New York, and I, I noticed that, like, you know, the people are packed into these, uh, these, these cars, these subway cars like sardines. So, of course, some brilliant artists painted a, a picture on the you know one of the little advertisements of, on the wall of the subway and it was a picture of a, a like a, a subway car shaped like a sardine with people in it so there were people packed in a train like a sardine yeah there was uh during the uh week during the week of the inauguration there was also a political cartoon that was done that with the dc subway they had just it wasn't exactly sardine, but it was a subway car with the top peeled back and people just like on top of one another and just smushed in because there's so many people in D.C. And while D.C. has a decent infrastructure, it doesn't have the infrastructure to deal with an influx like that. Well, they have what, one million people? I think it was I think it was more than that. I think yeah, it was think like, like two or something like that. Yeah. yeah, they had a million for the Million Man March. And I mean, that was pretty crowded there. Yeah, and this was <laughs> were you there? Yeah, I was there. I, I don't know if it was okay. I don't know if it was a million people. No, they, like, I don't think they actually like got a million. Couple, couple thousand. What? <laughs> what was the uh, the Million Man March? I think I missed this. Oh, it was what mid nineties? Yeah, it was like ninety five or ninety six. I got the T shirt. Does it explain what it <laughs> anymore? <laughs> Does it explain what it was for? I honestly can't remember what it was for anymore. I, I don't even remember. I remember I, was, I had some Arby's though. I had like five ah, roast beef sandwiches, and that lasted good. me the whole day. Was it was yeah. it an affirmative what? action march or a equal pay? Something so wait, like that. Bill Clinton was president, so people couldn't have been angry about something. They must have just been. Well, they. <laughs> okay, it it was a pro blowjob march. <laughs> they were very angry at the at the shit that Clinton Let was getting. Let this man have his blowjobs. 
And there's a lot of people smoking cigars. What happens in the Oval Office stays in the Oval Office. You know, I really thought that, you know, pop culture comedians really missed out on some really fantastic Oval jokes in there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe we just haven't heard them yet. <laughs> it's, it's too far removed. I, yes, I don't, I don't want to go. So Galois. Galois, the most interesting mathematician ever. Not, not necessarily the best, but the one with the most interesting life. Yeah, a little less time on the books, a little more time practicing his shooting. <laughs> he and, might still and, be around. Well, honestly, <laughs> he was he was actually part of a like a military group at one point. A conservative military group that he was actually protesting the king with. He got tossed in jail. The first time he was tossed in jail was for that. The second time was for bringing a huge amount of guns to a political march. The boy liked his guns. Wait, what? What year? What was the time frame we're looking at? Here? Uh, I think Charles the Tenth had just taken over, if I remember correctly. So what time Charles the Tenth, frame like eighteen twenty four, eighteen twenty seven. A C E is when he was. Yeah, is when he was arrested, or is when he was born? No, that was about the time that uh the he was that the political things that he started to do really started to take over. Uh, he became a member of the but National Guard. Yeah, Gawa joined the staunchly Republican Artillery Unit of the National Guard in January 4th, 1831. And then uh, on May 9th, 19, 1831, 1931, man, he had a long, <laughs> long productive life. May 9th of 1831, a banquet celebrating the release of the 19 officers who had been arrested from this uh, staunchly conservative, staunchly Republican unit of the National Guard. Uh, they were having a uh, a Soiree. banquet for their on in for their honor. This included people like Alexander Dumas, and the proceedings became riotous. And Galois proposed a toast to King Louis Philippe with a dagger above the cup, interpreted as a threat against the king's life. And he was arrested the following day and acquitted on June fifteenth. And then on Bas following Bastille Day, Galois was at the head of a protest wearing the uniform of the disbanded artillery unit, armed with several pistols, a rifle, and a dagger. And he was uh, arrested again and sentenced to six months in prison. Well, Galois was a thug. Man, he, he, was, he liked to pack the heat. He was, he was, he was, he was the OG mathematician. <laughs> the OG, OG, triple OG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, because uh, he showed decent decent qualities uh in the beginning but he was horrible at school he would never apply himself everything was kind of boring to him and so he kept on kept on showing really interesting ideas in math but he wasn't incredibly rigorous in his proofs so his papers kept on getting rejected he did end up publishing a few papers during his life but really the fun thing if nathan would stop playing around with his microphone please Nothing. Blading it in? <laughs> nothing. There's nothing interesting about nothing. The, the end of Galois' life. Okay, let's let's move on to something completely different. How did okay. he die? How did he die? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> neither of you know. Asking so innocently. Galois How died in a duel. <laughs> so he was. Yeah. Whatever. I died in a duel my first three lives. So that's nothing big. So he played with guns, and he was proficient in a gun. Yeah, apparently. Skin. I mean, if he was part of an artillery unit, I would imagine he probably had proficiency, but he still... But he died in a duel. Yeah. He couldn't... Uh... He couldn't draw first, apparently. Mm. Yeah, and that's... I mean, it's just... What happened to the other guy? Uh, I honestly have Who no clue. Who was the other guy? I also am uh, not entirely sure, as a fact, in fact, nobody else is. Alexander Dumas names... Some French dude. Uh, I'm not. I can't pronounce the the Arabic name, which is usually at least slightly phonetic. I really oh, yeah. can't pronounce French names, which are in no way phonetic. But no, I mean, I'm I'm very angry that that more mathematicians don't die in duels because it tends to have a really fun thing, and it was over a over a woman's honor too. Uh, of course. Who was the one dishonoring her? Uh, not entirely sure. Probably Bernoulli or one yeah, of the, that you know. asshole. <laughs> yeah, one of the Bernoullis. I think they may have been dead by this point, in all honesty. But no, and the interesting thing is he died at 21, and yet now there's entire classes based on his theory in algebra. Called Galois theory. 
Galois theory. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm letting you take this one. I just I was just telling you that it, it's a theory named after him. I thought I thought that you know maybe they could have picked his first name. I was just letting people know it was named after his last name. How do you say his first name? Anyone else want to try that? Oh. There's an accent over the E, so yeah. Evariste. Yeah, that that's that's probably as close as any of us will come. It looks like a girl. If his hair was a little bit longer, eighteen hundred French. He was twenty-one years old too. Like it was drawn by a classmate. I'm twenty-one years old. (laughs) But you don't look like a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he does kind of look a little bit like a butch lesbian. Especially, with, especially with the constant flip flops and shorts going on, I am also crossing my legs right now. That's true, and you do tend to cross one leg underneath your other leg. Yes. Are you a girl and had a sex change? I didn't want to talk about that today <laughs> because you know algebra is not the topic to come out to. So let let's put it off to another what, week. What would be a better topic? I honestly think that algebra, considering you talk about you know. A lot of change in algebra, a lot about the structure of the way things are. I think this is the perfect and, time to know, admit to the world inverses and that things. you're actually an alien. You got to come no. clean. <laughs> no. You're no. not? Okay, nope. so I don't have nope. to call the INS. I wasn't talking about <laughs> an alien from space. You guys think I'm stupid? Aliens don't exist. Yeah, that's Oh, that's what oh, that is you. a bold, bold, bold claim. Bold, bold claim. Why, why do aliens not exist? Why do aliens not exist? Have they been found yet? Oh my god. Oh, oh no. my god. The, god you're, doesn't you're, exist. You're no. you're a statistician. Okay? Okay, let, let's just preface this with you're a statistician. Which means that, that you should understand that you have to worry about sample size. What's the sample size of the universe or so that we've been able to check? Well, how about how about can we even get a simple random sample of the universe? How does one prove that something doesn't exist in the physical universe? I mean, wait, you have, you to... have to look everywhere. Right, look everywhere, look everywhere for a counterexample. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not under here. Fine, <laughs> <laughs> we've we've seen yeah, actually, it, you, we've I don't seen at this point that there's prove... that there's methane coming out of the surface of Mars, which means, or there's so much methane in the atmosphere of Mars that. Uh, there has to be something creating the methane. The only thing that's things that we know that can create methane are l- living. So at the very least, I mean, Let's the probability <laughs> you're <laughs> living. <laughs> well, I mean, my, oh well, yeah, okay, yeah. So I mean, the probability would have to be that there's some other form of life. Maybe not an intelligent form of life. Maybe not one that we'll ever find. But there, it does seem that the probability skews a lot more to the side that there is some other life in the universe that have given a long enough time and the incredibly lucky uh, lucky you know area you know a life giving planet that they find themselves on like we have that they would probably eventually evolve into an intelligent form of life are assholes alive no okay i think so because individual cells are alive assholes are composed of cells so it's... no the asshole <laughs> is actually the empty part well, what about a donut hole? Because, I mean, that's something. <laughs> so are we going to topologically transform your ass into a donut? Because no, no, no. I won't eat that shit. <laughs> no, I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. Donut holes do have substance, and they are, in fact, tastier than donuts themselves. Oh, no, that is blasphemy. I'm just, I'm just being blasphemed all podcasts. <laughs> I would prefer the donut over the donut hole. I just like Thank being you. able to toss the bite-sized... Yeah, but, but you can't you can't have the mouth. same kind of artistry in a donut hole. And Why plus, not? I mean, there's other forms of donuts. They're jelly-filled donuts. They don't have any holes. There's crullers, crullers, uh, bear paws. Well, yeah. What is what constitutes a donut? Because I think that I think that if we're allowing jelly-filled donuts to be donuts, uh, if if you if you really want to know, there's a fascinating episode of The Sound of Young America that you can check out at maximumfun.org that actually covers an anthropological study of donuts. It's fascinating. Go listen to it. Go listen to the other episodes. They're great. But maybe we can come up with a mathematical definition right here. Well, of a donut. Of a donut. Hmm. 
I, I I think it ought to have the topology of a torus. But um, my some of my favorite types of donuts are jelly-filled donuts, and jelly-filled donuts don't work in the torus shape. I Maybe I, they should be called something else. Yeah, I think that they should be called jelly-filled light pastries. Jelly-filled, or... <laughs> jelly-filled, uh, slightly flat uh, balls of pure joy. Oh, oh I, I got it. They are jelly-filled donuts spelled with two T's at the end, uh, while, which is a completely different animal than a donut with a single T. Okay, so so it has to be torus shape. Do we have any? Uh, so it's it, it so it's a torus shape. Topology of or, a torus. Okay, so we its can surface has the topology. So of a torus, we can create any three dimensional object that has a single hole that is completely surrounded by the rest of the object. Yeah. So any anything any yeah any three dimensional object with a single hole in it, uh, made made of you know whatever the hell you make a donut out of, dough. <laughs> They're called a donut for a reason. <laughs> then what, where's the they, nut? Where's the nuts? Dude, don't ask me hard questions. <laughs> what is it made of? I know that. Why do they call it a donut? It looks. I don't like I now I now. Oh, a nut. Now that we're defining nut, nut, it in nut. this way. Yeah, uh, nut. Like a Top wing, of a, like a wing nut. Well, oh. a wing nut. You know, you have nuts and oh, bolts. Yeah, you have yeah, the nut yeah, onto yeah, the yeah, bolt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it looks okay. more like a washer than a nut, though. It does. Obviously, they're not threaded. No, because a nut, the nuts. Are are thicker. Washers yeah, are too thin. That's true. So nuts are threaded too. Yeah, but yeah, but I want a threaded donut. Or I, and you know what I want? I want a donut shaped like a teacup because by our current definition, that would still be a donut. That, <laughs> that would be would fantastic. Still be a donut. There's something called a co. Well, if you have a geometric object, you can take the co whatever of it. So imagine you have a donut. You can have the co donut, which means you delete the the actual donut from space, and whatever's left. Like the empty space, you fill that up, so that becomes your new. That's the donut room. hole, right? Well, that would be the donut hole, right? So if you had a, if you had a, uh, what was it, a, a jelly-filled donut, the co-donut would be the jelly, would be the jelly, just the jelly, and then then you'd have all the space around the the original jelly-filled donut. That would be solid, also. So that would be your co-donut. And if you were to compactify that three-dimensional Euclidean space, then it might actually have the same topology as a a three torus, uh, which is like a higher-dimensional version of a donut. So, so we have higher dimensional donuts. These are donuts for the uh, aliens that created the Earth. <laughs> they look like white mice to us, but really they're not. Would anyone eat these donuts? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm more than willing to try any you know, new type of donut. For, for all I know, because I, I don't know exactly what a three donut would look like, I might be eating one right now. They could be passing through our bodies by the million, <laughs> you know. Like oh, maybe man. neutrinos are are are. They're, maybe they're actually, maybe that's the soul. They're actually three donuts. The soul is actually a three donut. Man, <laughs> I bet my soul is tastier than your soul. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm oh. I'm fairly sure that uh, that your soul would taste like shit. Okay, we can open. We can I just open said it. it was tastier. Not that mine tasted good in general. You have to listen. Oh, stronger taste or something. No, right? no, tastier as in tastes better than yours. I never said that mine would taste good. Just that. Oh, mine oh when would I taste when I said better. when I said yours would taste like shit, I meant in comparing it to mine. But you have to be more careful with your English, there, buddy. <laughs> Maybe we're, mathematicians. We're mathematicians. Yeah. Well. Status petition. <laughs> Here's the idea, though. We could open up a business. Okay, where we, where a, we do algebra for people. Algebra and donuts. But the donuts we would sell would cater towards, oh, you know, even math better, students. the algebra of donuts. Ooh. There's, so there's so you have three that. donuts, and you want to sell it to six people. How many pieces do you have to cut the donuts into? <laughs> so that everyone gets an even amount. Or if star on the donut set is defined by <laughs> a yeah, what, star. What is, what is the binary operation between donuts? Well, there's, there's enough symmetries that you can, you, can create, you can create a group that's just Z2, uh, Z2 to the real power um, that, just, that just maps points to its, to its symmetric opposite, uh, however you want to do oh, it. Okay. Mm. We, can, uh, we can compete with Krispy Kremes. We can call our place <laughs> Tasty Tori. Tasty Tori. Ooh. 
Man, if we were in Portland, it would sell like hotcakes or coffee or, or, or like donuts. <laughs> <laughs> See, but does the average person know what a Tori would in be? In Portland, yes. Wow. Nowhere else. <laughs> I, I maybe don't, Seattle. I don't know. About Redmond. That. Redmond where or Silicon Valley. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you have that's to true. just have to go where the geeks and the hipsters are. Next year, Portland, guys. <laughs> I wouldn't mind living in Portland. Uh, Actually, Oregon is is pro- is about prime. That's that's kind of my ideal place to end up, I suppose. Yeah. Or, Maybe somewhere in Northern Cali too, but I mean. Yeah, Northern California, Oregon. I'd even do Washington, but but uh, I don't know. I uh, I just I just like that. I like that whole uh, whole region, I suppose. Tasty Tori. Portland, <laughs> right downtown, next to uh, whatever the hell the bookstore, that bookstore, Powell's, Powell's Books. I've never <laughs> been to Portland yet. I seem to know way more than I yeah. should. Okay, so I want to. I keep going for a little bit longer here, but I want to talk about something that uh, not necessarily be able to find very quickly, and that is say algebra of K three surfaces, which is why we have Nathan here. Talk about it. Want to bring something original in here? So talk about K three surfaces. Um. Well, a K three surface is defined in multiple ways. One, it's a smooth surface, which means uh, everywhere the partial everywhere the partial derivatives exist, or something like that. Uh, whatever, whatever the hell. And two, it's it's something else. And and there's 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 I don't know. It it, it what it comes down to is uh is two 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 form surfaces yeah two uh, two 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 form surfaces are, are the ones are the ones that i've been studying which which look really awesome and i think we should make a donut that looks like them too but obviously a donut with two t's yeah well let's see it's not you can eye. you can have k3 surfaces with holes and things like that too oh. so with a single hole we make one with well single. well i i wonder i mean uh, if, if there was a single I've seen I've seen some with uh, usually the ones that have holes. Maybe they're not even they're not even closed surfaces. I'd, I'd have to I'd have to really think about this. We could fill it with jelly, and then then it would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then then it's back to becoming a donut again. Okay, so uh, what have what have you been doing with these surfaces? As... Well, well, actually, there is a, there is a group structure that I have been working on, and it and it's it's essentially the one that I described on a donut where you do one of the symmetries. Uh, because it, two 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 forms um, are quadratic with respect to x y and z, but not with respect to any two at the same time or something like that. Okay, so, so you can have more than you can ex- say have like x y and z yeah, or like if x you squared fix y. x and y, there are exactly two z's for any x value and any x and any y value. They could be complex or whatever. And oh, same okay. thing for the other way around. So what happens is because of that, it's not exactly a, a reflection symmetry, but you can always you you can always define um, a group operation that just maps it to its its kind of conjugate quadratic uh, root, um, and then you can compose these to get a much more complicated. Uh, it's not it's not a group structure anymore, um, because because I don't I mean there is, there are inverses I don't know it, it it's it's it, you don't study it as a group structure but um, but I don't know interesting enough. Yeah. So, what have you found? I because I know that you found something. But well, what I what I found is that is that under this under this very simply defined automorphism of the surface is this this thing I've been calling the group structure. Um, if you if you compose the three of them first, you swap x, then you swap y, then you swap z, and do this over and over and over on this one certain surface I've been looking at, uh, it actually creates curves and, and sketches out curves on the surface one point at a time, and this curve. It turns out cannot be written down algebraically, which means that it's a naturally occurring algebraic automorphism that gives rise to a transcendental curve, Holy which shit. is like freaking ridiculous. And 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 I don't know how that happens whatsoever. Uh, it it seems it seems almost unbelievable. So you essentially, I mean, you go in using algebra and you you use algebra leave and, somewhere completely different. And yeah, and and just by by repeating this, you get a a bunch of points on a on a transcendental curve, which cannot be written down algebraically in any way, shape, or form. Um, 
and I, I, I managed to prove it was transcendental. Uh, other than that, I don't know much. <laughs> oh, that's, that's... I think that's more than enough. Yeah. For now. I think we need to make it into a donut. Yeah, I, I definitely I'm, think... I'm trying to think. I haven't... With, with Tasty Tori featuring the special K3 donut. Yeah, K3 Crawler. With two T's. Yeah, the K3 Crawler. Definitely. Yeah, the, the, the K3 surface that he sh- showed a picture of on the very first one is actually the, the same surface that uh, that I've been studying. I don't know how... Oh, yeah, the, the one I put up on you the... You randomly stumbled across... He was on same, Wiki. The same K3 surface I studied. Oh. Okay. Uh, so it's a, it's a really famous surface. It, and the jelly-filled manifold. Uh, it, part of what it's makes it famous is it, it has what's called a very large... It's got a large Picard group. Um, and so the Picard just a group second, is just a that, group. Just a Picard? Yes. We talking John Luke here? John Luke Picard. Why is there a group in algebra named after a inferior Star Trek character. He is not <laughs> inferior. He is Captain a... John Picard. There is a song just saying his name over and over again. He's, he's, got, so? he's, got, he's got a maneuver named after him, the Picard maneuver. You know, the one was where he you played, jump in a high warp for an was instant. Was he and... played by Shatner? No, he was no, played he, by better. He played actually. Shatner, though. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! That sound we just heard was a high five. Yeah, which is the which is the second official combinations of permutations high five, and that is where we're going to leave it on me getting burnt. So that, if you want to that's find an out, awful ending point. okay, then let's keep going. What do you want to talk about? Challenge. I I just I just feel like like you need to defend your yourself on this. Okay. Surface before we end. Okay. How is the, Shatner better than than Patrick Stewart? Than Patrick Stewart. In, oh, man, even saying his name puts even, a smile on my face. In every <laughs> other way. Every other way Patrick Stewart is the better actor. His his work in acting is incredibly good. His stage work is phenomenal, but when it comes to Star Trek, Kirk will always be cooler than Picard because a he's kitschier two what the hell does that mean he's geekier and three Shatner's version of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds I I rest my case simply on Shatner's singing I have not heard the song but what does Neither what does I. kitschier mean kitschier he's kitschier the k i t s c h yeah yeah it's you know kind of like a tchotchke it's kitschy like a diner. Yeah. yeah, a diner is very kitschy. Or maybe I, you could just said that Kirk came first. So that that is a that is a very strong argument. But I I don't know. I mean, Captain John Picard, like, just when when he talks, like, bold, and it, it's his voice that says "boldly go where no man's gone before" in that in that series, right? I, I have no idea. I'm not even a Star Trek fan. <laughs> you know, this, this reminds me of a story that we probably don't have time for. You were no, no, no. Go earlier. ahead. But once, once one of my friends, I have, I have, I have a group of friends that like Star Trek and a group of friends that barely can say, barely knows what it is. All right. And one of my friends that really likes Star Trek thought it would be the funniest thing to to send my roommate uh, to call up my roommate. He found the Star Trek opening scene on on YouTube. And like started it up, he called up my friend, put his cell phone up to the speaker of the phone, and it goes, you know, boldly go where no man's gone before, or whatever, and does that the whole opening song, and 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 not say a single word, and then just hang up, and then for about for about like two weeks, he was pestering my friend by sending him texts that were just like Star Trek quotes, and <laughs> and and he got other people involved, like he. He wrote a note that was that was the entire like the opening scene word for word the opening the opening thing, um, and like folded it up and 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 gave it to another friend and said deliver this to Tyler, don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and after after like after like three days of this, he was really starting to freak out. He didn't know what the hell was going on. He didn't know where these were from. He didn't know he didn't know like because he's talking boldly going where no man's gone before or something like that. He thought he thought my friend was going to like was going to like <laughs> kill himself or you know the, the strange worries. 
uh, kill himself, I'm pretty sure bold to go where no man has gone before has a certain gay connotation in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah, that too. I it was, but but like we would we would just sit in his room and laugh for hours after calling my we call we call him up again or like send him a text and this time it'd be from my phone so he'd actually answer. We stopped answering. <laughs> And and find some other obscure Star Trek scene to, to play that's just like and we're like playing just the... Klingon just play <laughs> Klingon. I that's anyway I I've I've I don't know you can do this to just about anybody and just just play the the beginning of the of the next or generation. you can be a lot nicer to them and play them the Imperial March and send them Star Wars quotes which are admittedly much cooler. I've actually I I've say I've been talking all this time, but I have seen about a total of three Star Trek episodes in my life. Yeah, I think that I've seen fewer than that. I've seen none. Yeah, so. we've we've been arguing over Star Trek <laughs> and combined we've probably seen five episodes. Now that's a good stopping point. <laughs> yeah, I've I've definitely watched a few of the movies. So and I am actually really excited for oh, the man, new movie. Oh man, it looks so good. JJ yeah. Abrams. Oh. Well, one one JJ Abrams is directing and two Simon Pegg. That's all I care about. Sean of the Dead is in it as Scotty. Now that oh. right there is a stopping point. <laughs> On behalf of James, Chris and Nathan, thank you all for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at combinationsandpermutations@gmail.com. Go to our blog page at combinationsandpermutations.blogspot.com and leave us a comment there or check out the Facebook group at just type in combinations and permutations and finally we have a myspace account myspace.com slash cp podcast hope you all have a math terrific week well that's it for another episode of combinations and permutations if you want to reach us you can email us at combinations and permutations at gmail.com also please check out our blog at combinations and permutations.blogspot.com this episode is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. All the music that you heard on the podcast is from SP12, and if you want to find more of their music, check them out at opsound.org. Thank you very much for listening.